Hi, my name is Michael Sano. I'm Jewish and I love Israel. So if you love Israel, if you love being Jewish, or if you have an unwavering connection to the land of Israel, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? It's Michael Sana. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast about the state of Israel. Listen, hey, if this is your first time watching, please don't forget to hit the like button, the subscribe button, and the notification bell. Um, that's if you're checking this out on YouTube. If you uh, want to take this with you, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Spotify. Um, all right, so uh, welcome welcome to the show. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. I, I do that every single time. I should drink my coffee before I start. Hold on just one sec. Peter Madeira, that is for you. And... Today, so I said this is the only positive podcast on the state of Israel, and it absolutely is, but in order to be uh, supportive, we have to be critical as well. Um, and criticism is meant to make something better. Um, there is criticism and then there's complaining, okay? And those are two different things, and I am a firm believer that claiming uh complaining puts you into the lower category of oh, this is gonna sound bad man the lower category of a type of person i don't want to be around someone who complains but i do want to be around someone who gives valid criticisms and objectively criticizes so that's that's kind of what the subject um, of these past couple of episodes have been about. And this one is going to be no different because we are going to address dun 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 critics uh no, what are we gonna address? <laughs> that, that was the worst buildup ever. Dun 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 corruption in Israel. And we're gonna try to answer the question: is Israel a corrupt country. Um, now, where did this come from and where did I get the idea from this? And a lot of people are going to go, well, you got the idea from, you know, Netanyahu and blah, 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 blah. And um, yes, but not exactly. So uh, why is corruption an important question? Why is this question, is Israel a corrupt country, why did that come into uh, the 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 forefront of my mind? And it's because I've been reading a lot of articles um, about the um, the protests that have been going on in Israel, and a lot of the protesters have been putting up signs, and this has been the 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 modus operandi of of protesters in israel recently that israel is corrupt the system is corrupt and i was curious about that because well my family before we came to the u.s uh came you know from mexico and mexico is corrupt absolutely just systematically corrupt if you get pulled over 
um, you should have cash in your wallet so you can pay the police officer so that you can either not get a ticket or not go to jail. I mean, it's straight up corrupt. Um, and I decided to call a friend of mine who's in Israel who um, she migrated to Israel. She made Aliyah from Argentina. And Argentina, of course, you know, it was a pretty corrupt country. Um, there still is corruption. There's that, what do we call it? The stereotypical South American, Central American corruption. And I wanted to ask her, I said, look, hey, what's going on? I keep reading about corruption and corruption and corruption. And I'm going to talk a little bit about corruption in Israel. But I kept saying, I, I, all of these people are talking about corruption and in their newscasts, in their articles, you have American Jews who are writing articles about um, Netanyahu and his administration and other aspects of Israeli government. And they're talking about how corrupt it is. And I don't really know that they have an understanding of what corruption really is and living in a corrupt society really is. So I called her and I asked her and I got her opinion. And her opinion illuminated uh, illuminated a lot of the thoughts that I had and gave me some really good insight into, um, into understanding people's perceptions. And her perception, which is very specific, her perspective is very specific, having come from, of course, a corrupt country. Now, she had said that on, on some levels that I was right. Yeah, I get to be right. But that's not the important part. She she said on some levels, Michael, you're right. It is not corrupt like a South American dictatorship or a Central American country, uh, Central or South American country. And But she said, and you haven't sent it to me yet. I'm just telling you. Uh, she said she was going to send me an article um, about how Israel is becoming Argentina. And I'm really interested to read this article because I have, it's not that I disagree with her. I don't disagree with her. I do dis, I do agree that there are certain things in Israeli society that are becoming very um, corrupt and maybe dictatorial. Dictatorial, is that the right word? Um, and one of them was the most recent, the, so, so you have things that appear a specific way and because they appear that specific way, um, you contextualize them and you make them to be a specific thing. What do I mean by that? I mean, she was telling me that, um, the most recent, uh, the most recent lockdown, COVID-19 lockdown in Israel was a result of people protesting um, protesting outside the prime minister's residence. Because according to her and according to some of the, actually, not just according to her, but according to some of the news sources, um, COVID rates are going down. Um, there are some more outbreaks, um, but um, COVID rates are going down. If I'm wrong... Let me know if I'm off. Tell me. I have no problem um, going back and um, if I'm wrong, going back and, and, and telling you guys that, hey, I was mistaken um, and, and fixing the record, so to speak. So 
there was a uh, what was she telling me? She was telling me that there is a new rule that so protesting is a big part of Israeli society. People protest for everything. They have the uh, what was it? The cottage cheese. Is it the cottage cheese? The cottage cheese protests over the price of of milk and stuff like that. So if if the Israelis feel that they're being wronged by the government, they go out and they uh, they go out and they protest. And she was telling me that um, that protesting was basically being shuttered. Um, and that this lockdown was an effort to do that. I spoke to another friend of mine, um, and he had a different perspective, and he said that it could be true, but according to him, it didn't It didn't seem that way. Um, but I don't know. That's the thing. So it's really confusing, and I don't... I don't know if it's not so much that I don't believe. It's, as, it's more so that I don't want to believe that Israel is on a track to um, dictatorial measures and removing the civil rights of its citizens. I, I, I'm having a hard time, especially with the gumption and the grit that went into establishing the state. Um, I'm having a tough time really wrapping my head around it now. Does that mean that there isn't corruption in Israel? No. So I did a bunch of research on this and and I could have I I ran out of time before doing the episode because I was doing all this research on corruption and things just kept coming up and up and up and up and of course, it brought a bunch of stuff up about Case 1000 and Case 2000, which are Case 1000, I think, is the case against Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and it's about gifts. And he has gotten wine or champagne and cigars from a friend of him, from a friend of his who is a producer in the United States. And it was about getting him a visa. That That's what... Um, that's what the prosecutors and the police are, are alleging that he did. And that alleging is a very important thing. And it's not because I'm trying to get Netanyahu off, but it's the alleging and the democratic principles of government that become very important. So, um, and I'm going to explain that. So, um, and you, you're, some people are absolutely going to disagree with me and I totally get that. I totally, totally get that. Um, but there are different levels of, well, let me, let me go into this. So a lot of what they say is that this is a guy, and this is one of the ways that it's being reported in the United States. Case 1000 is about, um, this man, I think his name is Milchin. I may have I may have that wrong, but this guy is giving him cigars and is giving him champagne as gifts. And the total of these, they're very expensive champagne and gifts uh, and cigars, and they total around three hundred thousand dollars. Now, to you or I, 
the average person who doesn't have $300,000 kicking around, that's a lot of money. But to people with a lot of money, that's not a lot of money. I'm not saying that that's okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's okay at all. Um, now, also, one of the things is that they're saying that these two guys have a very, um, they have a very uh, insidious relationship and that uh, Milton wants something and Netanyahu wants access. But one of the things that's being left out is that those both of these guys have a long history in Israeli special forces. And that's a small community and all these guys know each other. And from my time in the military, the guys that I know, there were gifts that were given um, with no understanding that uh, I would expect something in return. I remember I got a good friend of mine, an Edgar Allan Poe, um, book because he was a big fan and it was a really, really expensive Edgar Allan Poe book. And the reason I got it for him was because he loved it. And him and I, you know, we, we had this connection, um, from being in the military and just, you know, going through the same mud together. And you, you do that, you do that for, for when you're, when you're a, a soldier in the combat arms. Um, and to a lot of people who've never been in combat arms and to a lot of people who've never been in the military, um, that's just something you can't really understand. Um, does it exonerate him in his position as prime minister? Should he have taken it? No, not at all. Um, I'm just telling you that contextually, I totally understand that relationship. Um, the case 2000 revolves around, I think it's Israel Hayom. Uh, a newspaper, um, what it may not be Israel Hayom, but he wasn't getting uh, allegedly he wasn't getting good press coverage, and was uh, asking for better press coverage. The thing that's hinky about it is is uh, there's a taped recording of it, and he didn't get anything in return, and. Again, does that may mean that he's smarmy? Probably. Does it mean that he's a person of maybe less than exemplary moral character? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but if it doesn't rise to the level of criminality, then you can't really do anything about it. Um, now, none of this is meant to exon exonerate Bibi Netanyahu. It's not. It's just absolutely not. It's just I'm trying to take an objective look. I'm not on either side. Um, a lot of the people in politics, I mean, they're they're just smarmy. You know what I mean? And I love using that word when I'm talking about politics because it is. It's a it's a greasy business. Now, one of the things that is very important to discuss is that. There are a lot of things that happen in politics that are give and take. And if you do this for me, I will do this for you. And they are the rules of the game and tools of the trade for being a politician. And it's not stuff I would do. It's not stuff that I agree with. But I also understand that you do things in politics to make allegiances and connections so that you can get things done. 
Um, I don't know what the specific laws are in Israel and if the things that were done rise to the level of that. But cash in hand, exchanging cash, physical cash, shekels, um, exchanging hands, that's a very specific thing. And in a lot of the the research that I did, it kept hitting back to Echud Ormert and Echud Barak and another woman, Shula Zaken. So it's important that I talk about these three people because right there and i i I think they're not i think they're labor um and it's important to understand that i am not labor or Likud or um buy it yehudi which isn't a thing anymore but that that's the uh the religious the dati or any of the parties in israel um i like the system and i'll explain why in a moment um and it's why I think it's one of the reasons why bribery occurs and why there is corruption in Israel. So with the Yehud Olmert thing, he physically took money, about 500,000 shekels, $160,000. I think I got the numbers right. For something called the Holy Land development. And that is this large development getting through zoning and becoming uh, zoned residential. Um, so that's straight up a bribe. That's corruption. That's absolute corruption. Um, Stav Shafir, she went in and found that another budget was being allocated after the original budget was voted on. Another totally separate case, but people were taking money out of the budget that didn't have access to it. That's stealing. That's corruption. Um, Naftali Bennett was giving money to people in order to get himself reelected. That's corruption. Um, A ton of things are happening and have happened that are actual corruption in Israel. One of them that was alleged was Ehud Barak. Um, And apparently, and they, they say that there's nothing that will be done about it. But apparently there were business deals, arms deals, where he skimmed off the top and put millions, allegedly, into Swiss bank accounts. So there is corruption in Israel. Corruption is inherent in the system. And I don't mean the system in Israel. I mean the system. If you have a system that bars someone from getting something that they want and they have the money and they want it bad enough, they're going to offer money to get what they want. Um, And nine times out of 10, there's someone there who is going to accept your money. Um, Does that make Israel a corrupt nation? No, it doesn't. It makes Israel a human nation because there are humans who are willing to be corrupted, but there are also a lot of them who won't be corrupted. Um, like I said, Stav Shafir, I don't see her as someone ever being corrupted. Tsipilivni, who is no longer, I don't see her as someone being corrupted. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. Avigdor Lieberman, I don't see him as being someone who who's corrupted. I, there are a lot of people um, who just are, are 
I think are good people and it won't happen to them. I, I could be wrong. There could be allegations against all these people that I've, I've just brought up. Um, but I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, be positive about it and hope that maybe that's not something that is happening. Hold on. Mm. Needed a quick sip of coffee again, Peter, that's for you. Um, now the reason why the system makes it something where corruption will happen is because Israel, and I'm going to use this word, are you ready? Is blessed with one of the best democratic systems on the planet. And everyone's going to go, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. No, it is. It is democratic in the best way in that it is thoroughly and totally factional. And what are they, what are they, you know, try to get a, a, a group of people to agree on anything, even within their own factions, and they can't do it. And because of all this gridlock, because of all this inability to, um, for an individual to get what they want through the system, um, it frees up the common person in Israel from having to worry about all the stuff that the government's going to do to them. Because with the exception of some really major things like, uh, like security, um, and healthcare, it's very difficult for the government to do anything because it's very difficult for the government to agree on anything. Therefore, it leaves it to private enterprise and the individual person and groups of people, NGOs, to work and try and get all this stuff done. It's why there is such a large um, culture of charity in Israel. Um, there's not as much as there could be, but there's a lot more than there is in the U.S., um, there's a lot more charities actually doing something than there are in the U.S. Um, and I think that inherently Israel is not a corrupt country. I think that there are corrupt people in the Likud. I think there are corrupt people in Maretz. I think there are corrupt people in blue and white. I think there are corrupt people in Yamina which I think is Naftali Bennett's. I think there are corrupt people in all organizations, people who are willing to do whatever they can to get what they want um, and are willing to give whatever they can to get whatever they want. Um, so I'm sorry that that doesn't give a solution, but it does give my answer, in my opinion, that Israel is not. A corrupt country so wow i could talk i could talk more about this there are so many different there are so many different examples um and you know i i just i don't i don't know man i don't know what the answer is i don't know what the answer is to stop it um i've said that corruption should have harsher penalties corruption is treated like white collar crime it really is because the people who get indicted arrested and prosecuted for corruption are powerful people and powerful people in all cultures are generally exempt from the law so a resolution to this is not something that is really doable i know that's i know that's a crappy crappy outlook but um, in general, systematically, uh, Israel, in my opinion, is not corrupt. So, yeah.
There you go. Um, uh, I'm going to switch the subject a little bit. Uh, we spoke about that, and that was very important. But I don't want to leave it like that. I want to talk about the next thing um, for the last couple of minutes. And I just got finished prior to doing this episode. I just got finished uh, downstairs um, filming the promo video for the Kickstarter campaign that I'm doing for the 12 Cities in Israel flashcards. And I, again, I'm going to use the word blessed because I got to work with my son. Hey, Bobby, what's up? He was my junior producer on set and he helped me. And my wife and I watched the video of us doing the, uh, of us doing the, uh, the promo video and all the outtakes. And she said, you know, when you get done, you need to put this up there because he's really going to think, you know, people are really going to dig it. It's very endearing. And I want you to get Bobby up on YouTube. So I'm going to put him up on there. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I am going to be finishing up um, the Olive Bet on Instagram, on our Instagram and Facebook. What am I... I think I'm on, I just hiccuped, I'm so sorry, uh, the coffee. I'm on Kufrite, cough right now, and I only have a couple of letters left, and I didn't do an Instagram post today because I was doing the shoot, but I'm going to do another one uh, tomorrow, and then we're going to wind all that up, and then I'm going to release the video, and I would love for you guys to be a part of that, and I am going to do... Um, a little bit of pitching right here so please if you'd like to be an investor in helping people learn hebrew um please be on the lookout for that video it will link you to the kickstarter campaign and i'm gonna have kickstarter campaign um links all over the social media uh for 12 cities in israel but um yeah i didn't want to spend all this time to it, it's so weird because i had such a good time doing that and then had to leave the fun of making that video to come and do this podcast talking about corruption in Israel. It was just a real big buzzkill. Um, it was tough because uh, two people that I respected got to be uh, my reference material. And I'm going to put up a couple of videos and a, a, a link to... Um, some uh what is it some some websites that i i used for research and stuff like that but that'll all be up there um but yeah it was kind of a buzzkill to have to go from talking about corruption with my friends um which uh, political discussions with israelis can be really intense and going from that to doing the video and being upbeat and then leaving the upbeat video and coming to do the corruption video. Uh, this one, it's, it's yeah. So, all right, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. Um, what I want you to do is don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell. Um, you can find this video uh, on YouTube and you can find all of our other stuff on YouTube. You can also find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Spotify. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks a lot.
Oh, don't forget to check out our social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, and Instagram. All right, now it's it. Todo va, lejito ve, ya lo va. Yeah.